Round two of Fan Fiction Friday is coming right up here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, what's up, everyone? It is Friday, November 25th, 2022. This is Tidy Gonzalez and Colby Patton for the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. The link as well as our social accounts is in the description below. It is Fan Fiction Friday on today's show. We asked our YouTube subscribers to submit their Mariners mock trade proposals, and we're going to read great a few of them coming up also hope that uh if you celebrated thanksgiving yesterday that you had a lovely thanksgiving if you're watching on youtube let us know below what was the best thing you ate yesterday or let us know what the worst thing you ate yesterday was uh we'd love to hear from you so uh colby before we hop into these trades uh let the folks know how this all works in case they're new to fan fiction friday uh yeah <clears throat> so basically um you know, it started last year as a attempt to uh, work together to get through the lockout and whatnot. So um, essentially every Friday or most Fridays, uh, we're going to choose a platform. Uh, this week it was YouTube. Um, some weeks it'll be Twitter, maybe even email, uh, where you guys are allowed to send us your, uh, your trade proposals. And uh, Ty and I will uh, listen to them and we will uh, destroy them for being the dumb things that they are and then we'll give you a grade on the 2080 scouting scale 80 being just like the best trade we've ever heard and 20 being like don't waste our time with this again like it it it, 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 most most trades land in the 40 to 50 range um Mm -hmm. if you guys are curious so yeah that's basically it um you know few rules here like we're not we're not building trades for you guys so don't send us you know two top 20 ish prospects for if Mike Trout, you know, like don't, don't send us that. We're not going to pick the prospects for you. Uh, we're not, if you're going to include cash in a trade, tell us how much, um, you know, we're not going to fill in the gaps for you unless the rest of the trade is very, very good. Like if you have like nine tenths of a, of a good trade and you're like, like a top 10 prospect, maybe we'll help you out. But, uh, for the most part, we're not going to do that. So, you know, build your own trade, uh, send them to us. Um, and, uh, we'll, we'll grade them and, you know, we'll uh, we'll see if there, we find any that we like. It's basically it. Oh, yeah. and uh, no Shohei Otani trades. Um, <laughs> and we had one other player, right? Uh, Ronald Acuna. Yeah. Because no last Acuna. year, last year we got fifty billion. I'm kind of exaggerating, but not really. Uh, Brian Reynolds trades, Jose Ramirez trades. So we're trying to avoid that <coughs> from happening mm-hmm. again. We're we're hoping that you guys will expand your reach here uh, in terms of uh, players that you guys target with these uh, trades. doesn't mean that we won't entertain some Acuna deals, some Otani deals. Maybe if they're like really, 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 really interesting, really fun. But you got to be, again, really creative with it for us to uh, pick up on those. We're not just going to do Robbie Ray and Jared Kelnick for Shohei Otani. <laughs> like, we're not we're not doing yeah. that. We're, we're, we're not going to waste our time with that. Especially, I just don't think that that would be fair to the people that actually put a lot of effort into some of these other deals because uh, we want to uh, give those guys some spotlight. And we have a few of those deals today. So let's just get right into them. Uh, this one comes from Seda. Uh, Mariners trade Sam Haggerty 
to the Athletics for Tony Kemp and AJ Puck. And he adds a little bit of context here, or they add a little bit of context here. Uh, Kemp is a one-year rental making $3 million. Haggerty is cheap and controllable at some other positions. Handed in a swap for the Mariners to raise the bench floor and get back some bullpen depth. So, Colby, what do you think about this deal? Uh, not going to happen. Uh, the A's can get way more for AJ Puck than uh, than Sam Haggerty, um, and honestly, Tony Kemp probably a better player than than Sam Haggerty. Uh, you like what you saw from Haggerty last year? Uh, certainly can help you against left-handed pitching, but he's not an everyday option. Um, he's not uh, hasn't proven that he can hit you know right-handed pitching with any regularity. Uh, and Kemp is just a guy who, you know, is can at least do that, right? We think he can at least be in league average bat. We don't know about Haggerty. So Kemp for Haggerty by itself is probably fair, um, although for the Mariners' specific roster, I'd still probably rather have Haggerty. I'd rather have the speed mm-hmm. uh, than the bat skills. But A.J. Puck is a, a pretty darn good left-handed reliever. Uh, so if you want him, you're going to have to pay up a little bit. And, and I think he's – I don't even think he's arb eligible. I could be wrong. Um, I think he's got four years left. So, uh, you know, it, we're talking about a guy that the A's don't even have to pay, and they can probably get a lot more. They just hold in the sum, hold for the summer. So, um, to me, no, this this trade doesn't work. You're, it's Seattle severely underpaying for two really useful players. Yeah, Puck is not art eligible until next winter. So I agree with you on, on that. That this is too little for Puck. Uh, and then if it was just Haggerty for Kemp straight up, I mean, the, the A's would probably do that in a heartbeat because Kemp only has a year left of control. Haggerty has multiple years left of control, is cheap, et cetera, et cetera. He's all, he checks all the boxes of what the A's like and what they look for in deals like this. Uh, but if I'm the Mariners, I'm not doing that either. So I'm going to go... Sorry, Seda, I'm going to go 35 on this one. Colby? Going thirty, you you got too greedy um, mm. with the with the puck inclusion. Um, I I do think Kemp is an interesting uh, uh, like backup plan uh, because yeah. I do think that like a, a profile like Kemp's would work on this roster. Um, you know, he could play a little bit of outfield. He's a decent hitter. Uh, you know, I think he's played a little bit of second base in the past. He's not a terrible base runner. Like there, there's value uh, to Tony Kemp and putting him on this roster as a bench guy would, would make it better. So uh, I like the idea of Kemp. I just, I don't, I think you got greedy adding puck and, and I don't, I just, I don't see this as remotely in the realm of possibility. On to our next trade idea. This one comes from Joe, Jared Kelnick, Chris Flexen and Cooper Hummel for Jake Cronenworth, San Diego Padres second baseman Jake Cronenworth. He also adds some context here. It looks like the Padres are lacking both starting and relief pitching depth this offseason, so if they're looking to invest in free agent uh, starting pitching, I would switch Flexen for Murphy. So maybe it's Kelnick, Murphy, and Hummel. Does that change the deal at all for you, Colby? What do you think about this deal overall? No, the Padres aren't going to trade uh you know, an everyday starter and, you know, borderline all-star, at least he was in 2021, they're not going to trade him for depth, right? That's, that's not going to work. Cronenworth's uh, not a guy who's making a ton of money either, so there's not even that uh, incentive working for the Padres. Uh, in, in fact, they're so close to the uh, luxury tax uh, threshold that they definitely don't want to go over. They've been very clear about that, that taking on Chris Flexen's salary would hurt them. So Flexen's not an option. 
Murphy is just depth for them. Kelnick is, you know, unfortunately nothing. Like Jared Kelnick has next to no value, um, in, in a, particularly in a trade like this. Uh, Cronenworth is just way too valuable for for the Padres to ever do this, and that's even with them coming off a, a bad year. Um, uh, you know, the Padres do need some pitching, sure, but they can just go. They can do better for than uh, flexing for eight million dollars, and they're probably going to have to trade a pitcher, maybe you Darvish or or Blake Snell, uh, to get under that luxury tax. It's a real problem for them, so they're not going to do any deal where they take on money and get worse. It just doesn't make any sense for them. Yeah, this deal stops for me because of the money thing as well. Because Flexen's eight million dollars, I just don't think that he's going to be worth it to the Padres. I don't think that they're going to view him as worth taking on that kind of money. Um, on top of that, you know, I, I I don't necessarily agree that that Kelnick is nothing in this deal. I think you know they do need to get significantly better defensively in the outfield. He does at least give them that, and he's an interesting shot to take. But for Cronenworth, you're subtracting more from your major league roster than you're adding here if you're San Diego. So I I don't think this deal works at all. I don't. I think this is a non-starter for San Diego. Quite frankly, I would go. Honestly, 35, 30 again on this one. What about you, Colby? Yeah, uh, I'd agree. Yeah. All right. So we got a few more trades coming up here in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. Next trade coming up here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast for Fan Fiction Friday comes from Alex Ledbetter, our buddy Alex Ledbetter. Jalen Beeks, the left-handed reliever from the Tampa Bay Rays, formerly of the Red Sox, for Taylor Dollar. Just a one-for-one swap. I really like this deal, Colby. What do you think? Uh, it's a no for me, um, simply for, because... For who? For who? The Rays? The Mariners? Who? Maybe both. I, I wouldn't do it if I were the Mariners. Uh, Jalen Beeks is certainly a, a good reliever, and, and he does fill the imaginary need of a guy who throws left-handed uh, out of the bullpen. Uh, but Beeks is a good reliever. So, you know, it doesn't matter that he throws left-handed. He's just good, and that's why I would be interested. Uh, I don't think you can trade Taylor Dollar for him, uh, unfortunately, because the team doesn't have a tremendous amount of starting pitching depth right now. And Dollard is probably first guy up. Now if they somehow keep flexing and Marco like that's part of their plan. Fine. I don't see how that works, but fine. But assuming they trade flexing or Marco or both, which is much more likely than, than them keeping both of them uh, right now, Taylor Dollar's probably your number five starter, maybe Matt Brash, but probably Taylor Dollard. So, uh, and now I would assume that they would sign somebody, right? If they trade those two arms, but then Dollar's probably your number six. Like he's very close to major league ready. He's definitely a, a starter. He's probably a four or five at best. I mean, I I think he's kind of similar to Chris Flexen, but he's a lot cheaper. He's going to make seven hundred fifty grand. Um, you get him for you know six plus years. You have three options on him. Uh, to me, Dollar is just too valuable of depth to trade for a reliever. I also think I can maybe get. Um, 
maybe not like everyday player help, but like a really solid like position player who maybe is the strong side of a platoon or something like that uh, at a dollar. So as much as I like Beaks, I would rather just go spend money uh, at that spot and keep my starting pitching depth because I don't have a lot because without Dollard, like next up is Bryce Miller and Emerson Hancock. And I think they're, I think if they have any shot of making your, your opening day roster, you didn't build a very good rotation. Um, so they need a couple months or weeks, at least in, in the minors to see if they've improved at all. So uh, for me, it's a no, it's a good idea. And I think the valuation is, is pretty solid, but I just wouldn't do it if I were Seattle. Um, I think the values just on paper line up pretty well here. And I think you can make an argument for both teams to do the steal. Uh, and I really like Beaks, although there is an injury history that you do have to account for here. Um, only two years left of club control. So I, I think, again, that's how the values kind of line up here. Um, and Beaks is obviously a big strikeout guy. So that would be a really nice add uh, to your bullpen. 61 innings thrown this past season. Did in the season uh, with a lower leg injury, though. Um and you know Dollard is at probably at his ceiling is probably like a number four, which is whatever you know. You, those guys are especially a dime a dozen for this particular organization for the Mariners with the with the depth that they do have. But Colby is right in the sense that you know Dollard is probably that next guy in line if they do trade flex and if they are able to you know dump Marco's contract. Uh, obviously, I think, you know, if they are doing those things, they're going to go out and get a Kodai Senga or someone like that or go out and make a trade, whatever. Uh, but uh, I think it, it, right now, just where the roster currently stands, it takes away from some important depth that, that you need right now. And so right now, as of today, I don't think this deal makes a ton of sense for the Mariners, but it could a little bit later on into the offseason. I'm going to give this one a 55, though. I really like this deal from Alex. 45. Wow. Now I got to humble Alex up because you're over here <laughs> pumping him up. Like, it was okay, Alex. It wasn't great. So like Damn. 45. Damn. Take Damn. your cumulative 50 and be happy with it. You're all amazing. <laughs> you're all fired. <laughs> there it is. There it is. The the Ty and Colby connection coming through very strong. All right. Next uh, trade. This is actually a double trade uh, post from Riley. Uh, the first trade has the Mariners sending Penn Murphy and Taylor Trammell to the Giants for Yaz, Mike Yastrzemski. So what do you think about this one? I, I like Yaz a lot. Do you like Yaz? Not really. <laughs> okay. I think I think he's fine. Like, I, I think, you know, he's a guy. Like, he's not just a dude, but he's also not a dude. You know what I'm talking about? So, like, I think Yastrzemski's fine. I just, eh go do better like just go go do better than mikey strimsky uh the cost isn't sure. super outrageous um although i'm not in love with trading uh taylor trammell he posted some video from driveline a few days ago and like you could totally see swing changes that i am totally convinced will 100 fix he them, also changed he also changed his jersey number colby so he's a reinvented he player he's, he did uh, but yeah, Yastrzemski the last few years, he's been okay. You know, he, he kind of broke out in 2020 shortened season, but the last two years, you know, 311 on base, a 305 on base, he's going to hit 220. <laughs> so it really comes down to how much power you get. 
I'd honestly probably rather take the shot on t- on Taylor Trammell figuring it out than I would on Yastrzemski. Yeah, WRC plus wise, Yastrzemski is about a league average bat, and then he's a, a decent outfielder at best for the most part. So, like, just go, just go give Will Myers seven million dollars. Yeah, I I think this is just subtracting too much if you're the Mariners for uh, a, you know a solid player, a guy that would probably help if you had him on your roster. But mm, I just I don't know if it's going to be enough. I mean, he was a two and a half win player the last year, and like he's consistently been about a two and a half three win player. Um, yeah, about two to two and a half wins uh, over uh, each of his first four seasons in the league. He's kind of an older Again. guy, though. I just, you know, you can you can find that guy elsewhere. You can find that guy on uh, on the free agency market. I don't think that you necessarily need to trade Taylor Trammell and Pim Murphy to go get that guy. Go get Will Myers. Same dude. Sure. sure. Uh, I'll give the steal 40. Uh, 42 and a half. Wow. Ooh. Yeah, look, look didn't at you. see that coming. <laughs> All right, definitely did not see that coming. All right, the second deal from uh, Riley is Penn Murphy, Dylan Moore, Emerson Hancock, and Tyler Locklear for Gavin Lux. Colby, way too light, way too light. Gavin Lux is a, a really good player, and he's young and he's controllable. Um, and none of those players are going to be of really any interest to to. Uh, the Dodgers like and by the way if the Dodgers end up losing Trey Turner Gavin Lux becomes all the more important to them so mm-hmm. might be their shortstop I mean I think they tried and go out and sign one but maybe they can't so uh, yeah I just I look at this and I just kind of break down this deal um, so what do the Mariners get in Gavin Lux they get a, a really good second baseman just a really solid player maybe all-star at the position uh, mm-hmm. in you know this year starting this year or next Um Tyler Locklear is an interesting bat, but there are some bat speed concerns about him. We're not sure if he's going to be able to hit enough to get to the power, which is impressive. He's first base only. Uh, That's just not a profile that carries a tremendous amount of value. Emerson Hancock's value is down. I think most teams right now look at him as a number four type of starter with a number three upside. His, you know, he hasn't stayed healthy enough or produced well enough. Uh, to carry the same weight that his name did, you know, a few years ago. Still a good prospect, but not a carrying package, not an elite prospect that you can build around. Uh, Dylan Moore, Gavin Lux is better. And that's pretty much the ma- the only major leaguer they're getting in this deal. Uh, because Penn Murphy, the, the Dodgers have like 18 Penn Murphys. The Dodgers don't need a Penn Murphy. They have plenty. So essentially you're trading them guys who probably rank outside their top 10 in their prospect ranks. And the only one who's probably close to the to 10 is Emerson Hancock uh, and Dylan Moore for Gavin Lux. Like, it's it's a non-starter. Yeah. They're, Lux, they're not interested in that. Lux started looking like the guy that we thought that he was going to be this year. <clears throat> Three-win season, 113 WRC+. plus. You know, not a ton of power, but he gets on base quite a bit. Uh, doesn't strike out much. Walks. Um, he's 25 years old. Still has four years left of club control. You're not getting four years of club control for a, a rising Gavin Lux for for what you're offering here. Uh, it's just not enough for a Dodgers team that doesn't really need to replenish its uh, mm-hmm. farm system. It's got a lot of nice pieces in its farm right now. Uh, so I'm going to go th- 35. Yeah, uh, the Dodgers don't need uh, the Dodgers don't need bulk, right? They need. I mean, they don't need a lot, but they don't definitely don't need bulk. So 
uh, yeah, I'm probably going to give it a 35. It's just, it's, it's way too light. And honestly, I don't know what trade you can make with the Dodgers to get that Gavin Lux. There's just, there's not a great mm. fit between these two teams. Yeah. Uh, last trade coming comes from, uh, Alex Hall, uh, Taylor Trammell and Penn Murphy, man, that's been a combination today. Uh, Taylor Trammell and Penn Murphy to the guardians for one year of Ahmed Rosario. <laughs> I don't see it. Um, I think, you know, we have to understand Penn Murphy is an interesting reliever, but he's not by any stretch a, a top tier reliever. He's a, he's a middle guy, right? And I think most organizations believe they have Penn Murphy in their org somewhere. Uh, Cleveland's bullpen is already pretty darn good. So Penn Murphy really isn't going to do much for them. Um, and Taylor Trammell, there's just too many questions there to trade even one year of Rosario because Rosario is. I'm just making sure I'm not getting him confused with Andres Jimenez, which I've done you're, before. You're probably getting him confused with Andres no, no, Jimenez. No. no, because Rosario is a league average bat at second base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. And he's, I mean, it's only one year, but he's still a league average bat at second base. Second base is a really hard position to fill, as you guys have probably learned by now. So why would you trade an above average solid second baseman for a relief arm that you probably have three or four guys who are the same dude? And Taylor Trammell, who hasn't proven that he can hit at all at the big league level. How far does salary relief matter for a team like Cleveland? I don't know. So Mm -hmm. is it possible they would do a deal like this? I suppose it's possible, but it would just be a salary dump because they're not getting better with this trade at all. Yeah, I think think it is possible because we've seen the Guardians do stuff like this in the past, right? Like go for club control, right? Trade for... Mm -hmm. You know, years of club control. I mean, because like Murphy's got multiple years of club control. Obviously, Trammell does as well. Rosario only has one, and they're probably not going to resign uh, Rosario. He's probably going to get traded at some point, whether it's this winter or at the deadline coming up in a few months. Um, but yeah, I just I I don't know. I don't I don't know if this does it for the Guardians. It's hard because like the Guardians are such a weird team, right? The the Guardians kind of fit in that same range as like the Rockies. You know, we've talked about this in the past where it's just like they probably shouldn't do this, but I could also see them doing this because they're just weird. But I feel like they could probably get something better that helps them more in 2023 uh, for Rosario than Murphy and Trammell. Because like you said, Murphy's a middle inning reliever. He's fine. You know, he had a decent year this past year, but he's not like... He's not a dude, right? He's not a guy that it's like, I need to add that guy to my bullpen. He's just like a solid ad. He's a solid ad on the back end of a trade or something like that. I just, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to go 45 on this because I could still see it. Actually, I'll give it a 50 because I could see it. Um, I just, I don't, I don't know if they would do this or not really. 20 no um, <laughs> um i would say it's probably i'd give it a 40 i just don't see the way a way that they cleveland does this i think if you're looking for like ahmad rosario like what's a fair uh trade package for him i don't know why i don't have any inside information on this but i feel like cleveland really 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 likes taylor dollar just sure. guess but and I feel like that's about what Rosario would cost. Maybe not specifically Taylor Dollard, but like that type of value. So uh, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. 
MLB trade rumor said that Chris Flexen for Ahmad Rosario was, you know, an interesting idea. Seems a little wishful, but yeah, you know, uh, we'll see. I do think Rosario is available. Uh, yeah. I just I don't think that that's gonna win the the sweepstakes or whatever. So yeah, I mean at the at the end of the day, right? We're talking about a league average bat for one year, one year of a league average bat, but that also comes with you know really good base running. You can steal some bases as well on top of that. And, you know, decent enough defense as well. At, and he can play second and short. He can play both spots up the middle. I just, evaluating those guys are, are weird, especially when they're on teams like this. When they're on teams yep. that just do weird stuff like this. So this is a, this one's a little bit hard. I kind of feel stumped by it in a way, but uh, I, I'll still... Uh, give you a 50 on this one because I, I think there is a path to, to actually making that happen. I just don't know if the Guardians actually feel that way uh, about Taylor Trammell or Penn Murphy. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's also worth noting, by the way, that Ahmad mm-hmm. Rosario did not play, has not played second base okay. at the big league level. So, yeah, uh, all shortstop uh, this last year. Well, he did play a little bit of left field, so... Yeah, I mean, if you if you're feeling frisky, he also played center field last year, so he does have some outfield experience. Um, yeah, but at shortstop, he's he's bad, not bad. He's yeah, he's not better than JP Crawford. Let's put it that way. So sure. moving him to second base is the easy answer. Yeah, uh, I believe he played some second in the minors, right? Correct me if I'm wrong so, down so, in the comments, but, but yeah. Um, hey, real quick. Before we sign off, sure. Uh, I assume you want to comment on the picture that is blowing up Mariners Twitter. Oh, of uh, Gino and Glaber boarding a private plane. Mm. Obviously, he's coming to Seattle because, as we all know, you know, you recruit trade targets. That's yes. a thing that happens. Yeah, yes, it's totally not, <laughs> you know, against the rules. Um. And also totally unnecessary because it literally accomplishes you don't have to sell Labor <laughs> Torres on anything. If you trade for him, he's coming here. Period. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I know people are thirsty for for moves to be made, but uh, really, you think they sent Gino to come down? Like Labor doesn't have a no trade clause. Like what? It, what whatever whatever you know i mean like maybe it's, it's nice a vibe maybe it's maybe it's a vibe check right like maybe they're like hey see what this guy's up to see what he's about yeah, you man. know I mean, like before we before we trade for him like maybe it's just that like see if he's like a good fit for us you i know? can't wait for a grainy video to come out of glaber torres taking swings at driveline or like somebody took a back of his head photo at like elgato or something having a stake and they're like oh my god he's here he's been traded and it's like yeah 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 all right well on that note that favorite rumors <laughs> I, I know they are that's gonna do it for our show thank you so much for joining us here on the lockdown mariners podcast for colby Patnode. i'm tiding gonzalez be sure to give us a follow on twitter at lo underscore mariners uh you can follow me at dane gonzalez that's d-a-n-e-g-n-z-l-z and colby at cpat11 that's c-p-a-t-1-1 you can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode and thank you again for making us your first listen for your next listen check out the lockdown sports today podcast featuring the biggest stories of the day plus instant reactions big game recaps and the take of the day it's available on the odyssey app youtube and wherever you get your podcasts just like us and with that have yourself a beautiful baseball day and a beautiful baseball weekend and we'll see you next week peace